inside my DNA. They clear out for Merrill. Tied at 56. Merrill for the lead. He's got it! Oh my goodness. Five coming. Long. Blown coverage. Shot. Blown coverage. Touchdown, Utah State. Walking in is Aaron Vaughn. coverage. 43 seconds left. Utah State back in front. What's up, Aggies? My name is Cole Noel, and welcome to The Breakdown. Uh, this is a new podcast that we're going to be releasing from the Statesman um, for Aggie Sports Radio. Um, pretty much breaking down the Aggies, breaking down the season, breaking down things that we're seeing. Um, hopefully, eventually, we'll be talking to players, we'll be talking to coaches, getting some interviews here, and trying to create a podcast that will just inform the average Aggie listener so you can talk with your friends so that you know what to talk about when you're talking about the Aggies. You know what to look forward to. Um, you know what to be disappointed about. You know, you can set your expectations for the seasons. Um, I know that a lot of people due to COVID, they just don't know. We don't know a lot about this football team. We don't know a lot about, a lot about this basketball team coming up. And we want to know. Um, however, like I said, due to COVID, it's it's been difficult. So especially this first podcast that we're getting out, I kind of want to give a look out or an or a overview of this season, kind of our expectations for this season, um, and, and where our team is at, you know, the state of the Aggie football team as it is right now. Um, a lot of you know that we played Boise State over the weekend, and we did lose. Um, it wasn't pretty. Um, there are some good takeaways from that. There are some bad things as well, and, and we'll get into that. Um, but before we get into that, um, I, I just wanted to talk about this podcast once again for a second, just let you know that you know, things might be subject to change as far as name goes or or intro or, or however it might be. Um, this is the first one. So we just wanted to make sure that we could get it out here as the season starts um, and just give you guys kind of a head start on the season as well. Um, so let's just do that. Uh, before we get in, into this weekend's game, let's get into the season. Let's get into this team. Let's see where we're at. So a lot of you um, Aggie fans and Aggie students might realize that the person taking snaps this weekend was not Henry Columbia. Uh, so Henry Columbia has actually transferred to Texas Tech. That happened a couple months ago. Um, he is not an, an Aggie any longer. Um, and it, it, it's left a lot of fans and a lot of, or a lot of people to question and to really wonder, you know, wh why did that move happen? Um, because of who did it happen? And, and we've heard a few things, but the truth be told, we do not want to speculate. Um, we don't want to put something out here that that's not true. And so for all, you know, for all that we have right now, you just need to know that Henry Columbia is not the starting quarterback. He's not a Utah State Aggie anymore. However, we do have Jason Shelley as the number one uh, quarterback in the depth chart and Andrew Peasley, who's been with us before, um, as the number two quarterback. So Jason Shelley is a Utah transfer. Um, he played a couple seasons there. Uh, did have a, a, a nice, impressive resume. He's a Power 5 quarterback um, in every aspect of the word. He's he's a good passer. He's a good runner. He's an athlete. Um, and he, he's a good decision maker. And, and hopefully we can see some more of that from him this season uh, as we go forward. Um, in, in his first freshman year at Utah, he did have a 58.3% uh, pass completion, which is really good. He threw for over 1,000 yards. 
had had five touchdowns. He did have six interceptions, which is something that, you know, coming off of last season, um, we did have a lot of interceptions as well. And it, it can be tiring to watch as a fan. So, you know, hopefully Jason Shelley has evolved um, into a into a better passer, a better decision maker, um, because we need it. We're definitely going to need it. Um, without Columbia and with this kind of newer offense, newer defense and everything, we're, we're going to need a leader. Um, and I believe that Jason Shelley is that person. We'll get more into him and this season when we talk about the Boise game. But as for now, as far as the team goes, just understand that Jason Shelley is our starting quarterback. Um, at wide receiver, I'm just going to list off the starters. We have Jordan Nathan, who is a senior. He has given us great seasons here in the past, and we expect that from him again this season. Uh, Devin Tompkins, who is a junior. And then a, a very interesting receiver that we got, um, Justin McGriff, who's a redshirt sophomore transfer. So this guy is 6'6", 220 pounds. Um, he's the real deal. He's a big target out there. Um, a lot of you that watched last season might remember that that was something that we struggled with. We didn't have a receiver that was big and tall and can go up and, and grab it. Um, we had a lot of fast guys with great hands. And and so now we add to those fast guys with great hands, uh, this guy who I believe is going to be a great third down target. He's going to be someone that uh, Jason Shelley can just kind of throw it up to and, and have him come down with it. He's actually someone that I played volleyball with this summer. Uh, great personality, great guy. And a uh, great volleyball player as well, as you'd expect from a 6'6 man. He looked like Nemius Kate out there when we were playing. So hopefully good things to come from him. Um, he did look great in this Saturday's game as well. Uh, and, and yeah, he's just a beast. Um, we also have Savon Scarver, who is a senior. He did not play. Um, some of you might have been wondering about that due to injury this past Saturday against Boise State. Um, he is the kick returner of the year. He is awesome. Um he just finds holes, and he is as quick as can be, and, and he does a great job. So Savon Scarborough did not play this weekend. However, we are very happy to have him on this team, and, and we look forward to success he's going to bring us. Um, Carson Terrell is our tight end. Uh, he's a senior. Um, he's been great, in the, once again, great in the past. And as you guys are noticing, you know, I'm, I'm listing off actually a lot of seniors. So in our skill positions, we actually do have a lot of talent and a lot of experience as well. Um, and we hope that we can take advantage of that this season going forward. And that doesn't stop when we get to our running backs. Um, so Jalen Warren is the running back one. And uh, he's a senior. But um, look forward to him. He is a guy that is hard to bring down. He is um, beefy. He is strong. And uh, he's a great running back. He really does remind me of um, of Darwin Thompson of a couple seasons ago. Um, a little bit shorter, but just, man, hard to take down and just fights for every yard that he gets. Um, and then behind him, we'll talk about his backups real quick. Uh, Devonte Henry Cole is actually another transfer. He's a grad transfer out of Utah. Um, so it'll be nice to have him get some reps in. And then behind him, Elion Noah, who is from the San Diego area. Um, he did get a couple reps in on Saturday as well. So that's good to see. And uh, yeah, so the running back game is, is looking good. We do have a lot of good running backs. And and honestly, based off of what I saw this Saturday, it, it's looking like that's kind of what this team's going to turn into is a run-heavy offense, which as long as we can get this offensive line going, shouldn't be a problem. Um, this Saturday, you might have heard them talking a lot about the experience our offensive line has. And that's true. Um, a lot of them are older guys. But a lot of them have also been out due to injury. Um, it's been tough, and, and that's a struggle that Utah State faced last season. 
and hopefully we can do better with going forward in this season. But we'll get into our offensive line here. Um, great guys. Starting at our left tackle is Alfred Edwards Jr. Our left guard is Andy Koch. He's a redshirt sophomore. Our um, our center is Demetric Aliafua. Then we have Carter Shaw at right guard and Jacob South at right tackle. So those are all sophomores and juniors. Um, and Demetric Alifua, he is the senior. Um, he is the leader on that offensive line. So it's good. We we got we're gonna have a couple of these guys for a couple more years, and that'll be good. Not just this season, but going into to next season and, and so on. So we really hope that we can capitalize on that. The offensive line obviously was a problem last year due to injury, and we hope that we can see a change this year going forward. Um, I believe that we will, um, based off of what we saw Saturday. And uh, hopefully, like I said, hopefully we can do it. So let's get into our defense real quick. Um, we have Justice Tay at our defensive end. Um, we got Ridisoni Fata at our nose tackle. Marcus Moore, who is a grad transfer at our defensive end. Nick Henniger coming in at our outside linebacker. He's a beast. Cash Gilliam coming back from injury. Kevin Metzenheimer, total leader on this team. Uh, both linebackers. We have Zahadri Jackson at cornerback. Um... He'll be good. I liked some things that we saw from him this Saturday. He's a redshirt junior, and I think he's going to be good. Um, we got Troy Leftra Jr., who did not play um, this weekend uh, due to injury as well. He's a senior. And then we have a guy that I really enjoy watching, Shaq Bond, coming in at our other safety. And, and he is just all over the place. He's somebody who creates turnovers, um, who really gets our defense going. He's a great leader on the field and off the field. And uh, he's an he's an athlete. He's all over the place. Um, then we have Cam Lampkin at our other cornerback position, which is big. He's a sophomore. So he's got a lot to prove. Um, but from what we saw last year and, and from what I'm seeing so far this year, he's, he's going to be a good fit and he'll be great going forward. And then we have Andre Grayson coming in as well, who's just been fantastic for us um, in the past. And so... Once again, hopefully we can get that going um, going forward as well. And yeah, our defense is something that I'm looking forward to. I do see a lot more um, I do see a lot more seniority on the defensive position, a lot more leadership. and so hopefully we can get that going um, this season. And uh, then just to round it out, we'll, we'll go through our special teams. Our punter is Christopher Bartolik, um, and then our place kicker is Connor Coles, who he did not play Saturday as well, I believe, um, due to injury. So um, that's the team, guys. Um, some of those names are familiar. Some of them you'll remember. Some of them you won't. But like I said, that is the team. Um, actually, kind of an interesting stat about this team. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. So an interesting stat, we had seven Utah State players who had their first starts that night. It's a little bit of a younger group playing for us on Saturday. And there's actually 11 players that made their first start as an Aggie um, for this team. And so, you know, 11 players making their first start shows that there was a lot of transfers, um, that we did get some great additions. Also, some people were injured, and so they had people fill in as well. And um, and I'll tell you what, uh, th you know, that could be a good thing. However, on Saturday, it was not. Um, 11 new players on a shorter season with a shorter preparation time does not sound good to me. Um, we played a Boise State team on Saturday who is comfortable with who they have. They're comfortable because they've had them for a while. 
you know, talking about their quarterback, talking about skilled players, talking about offensive line and their defense. And they're familiar with who they have. And this is a Utah State team who's still developing um, under a new, newer coaching staff and is really still trying to find our identity, to be honest. Um, obviously, that was the first game of the season. So we'll, we'll jump into that right now. Okay, great. So now getting into our head coach and our coaching staff, Gary Anderson coming back. Um, this is his second stint at Utah State University. Did great for us the first time, and we're hoping a, a similar outcome this second time. Um, we do have a first-year offensive coordinator. Well, first-year Aggie offensive coordinator in Bodie Reeder. He's been with North Texas for a while. Um, and North Texas last season averaged 30 points per game. Uh, Gary Anderson was very high when, talk, when talking about Bodie Reeder. And the main thing, is he said he just fit our system. So to be honest, I don't know what that system looks like yet. Um, passing, running, I, I don't really know what that system looks like. I don't know if we want to be a team that controls possession or one that puts up 45 points a game like we were a few years ago. So that will be interesting to look for going into the season. And then we do have co-defensive coordinators, which is something that I personally had never heard of before. Um, but Stacy Collins and Frank Miley are co-defensive coordinators, and so we expect great things from them. So now that we've talked about this football team, let's talk about some expectations. Um, you know, how good are, are we actually supposed to be this season? I think one thing that happens as an Aggie fan is that we always compare ourselves to the great Aggie teams. And that's that's okay. It's not a bad thing. Um, however, it can be a little bit disappointing when we do so. Um, I think one thing that I do a lot is to constantly compare this Utah State team to the 11-2 and team that we had a couple seasons ago. Um, and the fact of the matter is, we're not that 11-2 and team. A lot of those players are gone. The coaching staff is gone. Uh, Jordan Love, you know, the quarterback, our star quarterback that went first round this past year, he, he's not here anymore. And so this isn't the same team. And so a lot of Aggie fans and a lot of Aggie students are left with that question of who are we and how good are we supposed to be? Um, so let's get into that. This season, we will play eight games because of the COVID restrictions and because of how the Mountain West is handling things. Only eight games will be played. We'll play six of those games against the Mountain Division in the Mountain West. And then two of those games against Fresno State and San Diego State out of the West Division. Um, at the end of the season, there will be a Mountain Division winner, uh, a West Division winner, um, and and hopefully we're up there. Hopefully we're for it. Um, however, we were not picked to be in those positions, so we were actually picked to finish fourth over, or sorry, eighth overall in the Mountain West or fourth in the Mountain Division. Um, we did start the season off playing the number one team in the Mountain Division. And now, this next Saturday, we get to play the number two team, which is in the West Division. So our first two games here are not easy for the Aggies. And it's not easy for a team that's, quite frankly, still trying to find themselves and find out who they are. So hopefully that we can we can do that sooner or later and, and come out this Saturday with a win. But let's let's do that. Let's Let's start breaking down last Saturday's game. So if you were watching last Saturday's game, you saw a lot of ugly. Um, the final score was 42-13, to 13, Boise State beating Utah State. Um, Boise State now ranked 25th in the nation, and deservedly so. They're a fantastic football team. They look great. They always look great. They're always frustrating because somehow every year they just they keep doing it. And it's something that we've experienced a little bit as Aggies, but something that we'd, we'd love to experience a lot more. Um, but yeah, we, we've had a tough go against Boise State the past few seasons, and this season it continues. Hopefully we can turn it on next season, but um, it didn't happen this time. 
So Utah State had a very tough time even moving the ball offensively in the first half. And that was one of the hardest parts. Uh, we only had one first down in that first half because we 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 weren't running well. We weren't passing well. Jason Shelley didn't have enough time. We just didn't look very prepared in that first half. And it was tough. It was very tough to watch. Um, Boise State was actually able to score 28 points in that first half. And that was kind of the rest of the game. That, that's just kind of how it went for the rest of the game. Um, the 28 points, a lot of people were, were talking very bad on our defense, saying how bad our defense is. And I'm not trying to say that 40, you know, letting 42 points to Boise State is good at all. However, I am saying we do have to split the blame here between our offense and our defense because we can't expect to give Boise State the ball on their own 50-yard line um, and them not score. And it was tough. They were, you know, the times that we did stop them, they were getting great punts and uh, we were getting very bad field position and then we weren't doing anything with it. Um, it was three and out, three and out, three and out. And uh, the punt, our punting game wasn't where we wanted it to be and they were just getting the ball back like I said, on the 50, on the 40, um, you know, the first half, really nothing was going the Aggies way. And, and it was very difficult to watch. I think a lot of Aggie fans were very nervous with Jason Shelley, um, who did not complete many passes there in the first half. And uh, we were wondering what was going to happen. However, what happened in the second half was was quite awesome. We, we were still outscored 14 to 13 in the second half. However, we looked a lot better. We came out at halftime. We had a great drive. I think it was about six, seven, or eight-minute long drive, um, which I can't remember the last time Utah State's done. We have always had a team that moves the ball fast, that goes downfield, and that scores quick. Um, and then we kind of just expect our defense to slow them down. However, that might be changing because this, this that drive to open the half was awesome. Um, it was capped off by Jalen Warren touchdown, who he had 23 carries for 89 yards and two touchdowns. Once again, he is a shining star on this team. He's going to be awesome, um, and we expect great things out of him. Uh, Jason Shelley, he did throw only for 14 of 27. Sorry, he completed 14 of 27 passes for 92 yards and one interception. The interception, I believe, came on the very last play of the game, um, which is something I, I do want to talk about here in a second, actually. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, Jalen Warren capped off that drive. And then the fourth quarter began. We were able to score again. We missed the extra point. Um, and then Boise State was able to go down and, and score twice again. So we were still have scored in the second half. However, it was a lot more manageable second half than the first half was. And I really appreciate that. Um, I think that our, our team was really fighting hard. I could see it in the players. Um, a lot of Aggie teams in the past have kind of – laid down and, and just died over. And this team did not want to do that when we were playing Boise State. Even though we were down quite big in the first half, um, we saw a fight and we saw character in this team. And, and I hope that's something that we can see going forward as well because we're going to need it. And we're not just going to need it in the second half. We're going to need it all game long. Um, if we're going to expect to compete with these teams like Boise State and like San Diego State and pretty much win out to even give ourselves a chance at the Mountain Division title, we're, we're really going to have to fight hard. And I know it's something that this team can do, and, and I hope that we continue to do it. Um, to get back more to some of the stats, we only had 203 total offensive yards to Boise State's 450, um, 92 passing yards to their 279, and 111 rushing yards to their 171. 
So we averaged 2.9 yards per play to their 6.7. And that is something that does worry me. Um, Once again, Bodie Reeder, our offensive coordinator, is new to the Utah State program. And I really hope that we can figure this out. Um, I, I was in disagreement with a lot of the play calls, you know, on offense. It seemed a lot of times we'd go out there and we'd do two fast runs and it would be a third and long. And then we would do a quick pass and, and, and nothing would be there. Um, our, our wide receivers couldn't get open. Jason Shelley couldn't find him. And really the only time we were getting first down is when Jason Shelley was using his legs to, to run for it. Um, you know, once again, that was until Jalen Warren started really moving the ball as our running back and the offensive line started making holes for him. So that, that does worry me. It does worry the, the Aggie fan base. And I hope that we can see some more downfield passes. And honestly, that that is something that worries me as an Aggie fan. And I know, I know it worries our fan base as well. I mean, we, we can't average 2.9 yards per play and expect to beat a Boise State Bronco football team. That's just not going to happen. Um, we were eight for twenty on on third down, um, three for four on fourth down, which is actually not not too shabby. Um, but the weirdest thing about all of this is that we split exactly. <clears throat> sorry, the weirdest thing about all of this is that we split exactly the time of possession with Boise State. We had the ball for thirty minutes, and they had the ball for thirty minutes, and. That kind of just shocked me because it goes to show, you know, what are you doing with your time? What are you doing with those 30 minutes that you have on the field? And we weren't doing much. Um, we only had 12 first downs to their 25. And, you know, this is all just going back to the fact that we just weren't moving the ball. We actually ran three more plays than them. So I, I do hope that we can see some more explosive plays. I think what happened on the drive with Jalen Warren was we just got momentum. Um, he was able to create some big holes, break some awesome tackles, and he was doing great. And it, it just gave our offensive line more momentum to push forward, more momentum to, you know, to grind out. And then we got the score. The second time we scored, it came off of a, a weird error by Boise State. Their punter actually kicked it off the back of some dude's head, and we recovered it. And we had that momentum, and, and we took it, and we went forward with it. Um, you know, those were two drives that I was very happy with. And watching as a fan, we, you know, the play calling seemed good, but I think it's because the players were playing better and they had the momentum. And so I hope that's something that we can go, you know, look at going forward is is we need to find some plays or some things that'll give us more momentum. And in the past, what seems like works are down the field passes. Um, we have McGriff now. He's 6'6 wide receiver. We need to throw him the ball, you know, put it in the air. Uh, Devin Tompkins, Jordan Nathan, these guys are are dudes that just burn with speed. And I would love to see some down-the-field passes. Carson Terrell, great tight end. You know, it doesn't seem like we go over the middle, and I just don't understand. Um, a lot of our passes are, are rollouts and, and passes to the sidelines and, you know, getting a few yards, and, and that works. If we can do it in a drive and sustain it, I'm happy with that. However, I think for the momentum plays, we need to start using the, the middle of the field. We need to start going downfield. And, you know, props to Boise State. Once again, this is a, this is not an easy team. They're 25th ranked in the nation. They'll probably be better than that by the end of the season. Uh, they have a great defense, great offense, and and they showed it when we played them. However, um, I do believe that this Aggie team has more fight in it than what we saw. So my, my biggest takeaway for the game is that I, I have more faith in our players than I do the coaching staff right now. I've 
you know, coming off of a season that we did last year, a mediocre season, and then starting the season off against this Boise State team and losing like we did, it's it's hard to have continued faith in that coaching staff. Um, but more than that, what I loved was our players' hustle. I loved their heart. At the end of the game, for instance, we were getting blown out, but Jason Shelley was still, he was hurrying up the offense. He was getting everyone to the line. Like I said, he threw a pick on the last play of the game, but it was because he was trying to force something. He was trying to get something going. And I don't mind that. Um, we didn't lay down and just die. We we tried. We used it as what we could, and, and we went forward. And so, you know, if, if we can see that hustle and that heart out of our players on a week-to-week basis, I think we're going to win a lot of football games. If we can pair that with um, some good play calls and our coaching staff. Um, special teams ha- are, are special for a reason. They've got a special coaching staff and, and special players that just come together and get the job done. Um, if you have special players but a, a lackluster uh, coaching staff that leaves some to be desired, it's not going to happen. And I'm not saying that's what we have. However, I am saying that we need to piece these things together to really get this going. Um, and I, I believe that we can do it. We we did not look prepared. The first half was rough. Um, once again, this so this isn't an excuse at all. However, I do understand why we why we might be a little unprepared. Um, we do have a new quarterback coming in, learning the system. We do have a new uh, you know third down wide receiver learning the system. Uh, we have a few grad transfers. We have a new offensive coordinator, and we had to put that all together through a crazy COVID you know fall camp and and get things ready. However. You know, once again, that's no excuse. Boise State had the same conditions that we did, and they were able to do it. They were able to bring it together. So it is possible. It is doable, and, and we just got to get the job done. Um, biggest takeaways on offense, once again, Jason Shelley, he did look like he was starting to trust the receivers more in the second half. I did like that. We were, we were throwing a little bit more, completing more passes, and it was helping out with our drives. I hope we can learn from that going forward and have some more balanced play calling. Um, I saw hustle. I saw heart. Um, the O-line, they they performed well at times. And, and, and Gary Anderson actually talked about that. He said he was very pleased with the offensive line at times. Um, it does right now look like the offensive line is one that likes to push um, and create holes rather than step back and, and just pass block. Uh, it looks like they're a little bit better at that. And so maybe we'll util- utilize that going forward. Um but yeah, we we got to throw the ball downfield. We got to take a chance. We got to do something. Um and and hopefully Jason Shelley has the arm and the accuracy to be able to do that. So, let's get down to our defense. Um so once again, I I felt bad for them. We kept giving the ball back to Boise State with great field position and it it's hard to contain an offense like that. And Gary Anderson also talked in the post game that it was just a couple young guys that blew coverage on a couple big plays. And Boise State was able to um, to capitalize on that, and that's something that that you know is is tough. When when a defense, when ten guys on a defense are playing great, and then one guy blows his coverage, it makes everybody look bad. And you know we don't want to harp on that one guy, but he's got to step up. Everyone's got to step up. Uh, the whole defense needs to step up because we can't you know let teams put forty two points up, especially if going into this season we are going to be a you know, a run first team, then, and, you know, we're going to hold the possession and we're going to try and win that battle. Then our defense is going to have to win that battle as well. And, and we can't let them put 42 points up. Um, and yeah, once again, I, I did see a lot of hustle. I saw some good stops, some good third down stops. Um, let me pull that stat up again. So I did see some good third down stops. Um, 
they were five of 11 on, on third down, which leaves a lot to be desired on their end. But, you know, I'll take it against a great Boise State team. I'll take that. Our defense, you know, did a good job on third down, stopping them. And, you know, that's something that we can capitalize on and continue going forward. We saw a couple sacks, times where we we're getting pressure to their quarterback. Uh, we did see some great plays by our safeties and by our cornerbacks and, and great run stops by our linebackers. And so we saw some great things. However, it's just piecing it together and getting that consistency. If we are a hardworking, um, dedicated team, 90% of the plays, and then 10% we're lazy and, and letting them do whatever they want to us, great teams find a way to take that 10% and turn it into points. They always do. So, you know, this defense, once again, if our offense is going to slow the ball down, then our defense is going to need to step up as well and slow down their offense um, so yeah, hopefully we can, we can build on that. Um, I, sorry, I, I just wanted to get into this little tangent here, but so there were some great things I saw from the defense. Um, however, once again, tackling seemed to be an issue. Um, it is very frustrating as a fan watching somebody get hit behind the line of scrimmage. And then once again, watching that person get seven more yards, um, because they were able to break that tackle. It was very frustrating. It seemed like we were tackling with our arms um, or with our shoulders. We weren't doing it together. Uh, it looked like we were tackling to force turnovers, you know, trying to hit them hard or hit them with our shoulder pads instead of just wrapping them up and bringing them down. You know, some of the greatest Aggie players and greatest player defensive players in general, you think of Bobby Wagner. And, you know, when you watch Bobby Wagner highlights, he's not just ringing people's bells all the time. He's just tackling. He leads the leading tackles almost every single year, you know, because that's what's important is wrapping them up and bringing them down. So I hope our defense can can learn um, from their mistakes this past Saturday, and I really hope that we can improve on that going forward. That is a big issue in our defense right now. So we'll see if we, we'll see if it can happen. Um, so that was the breakdown of the Boise State game. You know, it wasn't pretty, but there were things that we could take away from it. And this next week is going to tell a lot. However, it might be a similar story um, as we do play San Diego State, who, once again, they're a great team. They won big last week. And uh, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a battle. They're picked to finish second in the Mountain West, first in the West Division. Um, they're getting most of their players back. They do lose their head coach. However, this new coach is keeping the similar defensive strategy that Rocky Long had and they're keeping, you know, their their offense like it was. Their quarterback is is coming back again. And so once again, we have a very, you know, new or uncomfortable team at Utah State going against a team that is very comfortable um, in doing what they do. However, it is at Maverick Stadium. That is something we're excited about. The first Aggie home game of the season. I know that it comes under extremely weird circumstances and tough circumstances. If you're a student, go get your tickets. Uh, take advantage of it. It might be cold. I know it's Halloween night, but go have fun with it. It's it's the first time we're going to watch the Aggies this season. And as strange as COVID's been, it might be the only time we get to watch the Aggies this season. And so take advantage of that. Um, I know I'll be there uh, with my family and and hopefully we can see a little bit better of a team than we saw on the field last Saturday. So once again, just to kind of recap, this is a, a newer podcast from the Statesman and we are extremely excited to to have this um, going on. My name is Cole Noel. I'm actually a current student here, and uh, I've had a passion for Aggie sports my whole life. I can't remember 
last time I missed a football game um, or a basketball game. And I, I love it. I love the Aggies, and and hopefully I can I can help you guys week by week, uh, breaking down the the past week and looking forward to the next week, so that you can go on and talk with your friends, so that you can go on and, and have opinions as well. And and that's actually something that we encourage. Hopefully going forward, we'll get this to be a live radio show where you can call in. I'd love to interact with you guys. I'll be having uh, you know co-host in the future. I'll also be having players and hopefully coaches on as well. So this podcast is going to turn into a lot of things, um, but hopefully it'll just stay a consistent, solid, fun, informative podcast uh, week by week where, where we can help you guys out. So um, once again, thank you very much for listening. Tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, we're excited to be here and to be doing this, and, and we hope that this season is going to turn around from what we saw this past Saturday. So for the Statesman and for Aggie Sports Radio, my name is Cole Noel. And this has been The Breakdown. See ya.